0: you ever played in a game quite like this? Hell no. That was awesome. <laughs> that was like the funnest. That's like one of the funnest, the funnest moments of my life. Welcome in flagship on this thursday october 5th 2023 i'm ben garrett at spirit been on twitter on with me is ben Mintz of barstool sports for arkansas week Ole miss beats lsu and i had to have it kind of win and did it in thrilling fashion but as they were doing it i was texting one ben Mintz because he got it all right you got the entire prediction right if you go back and watch my interview with vincey last week going into lsu you were hammering it man like
1: i'll let you lay it out but you're a winner this week right I think we're all winners this week because, as I I said it eloquently, the entire world is a better place to live when Ole Miss beats LSU. It's (laughs) true. It's a better – everything about being alive is better when Ole Miss wins that game, especially for those of us that hail from the state state of Louisiana. Um, You know, a lot was said about last weekend. Look, at all my favorite games at Oxford, look, the win over Bama in 2014 is a way bigger win. They were number one game day, Katy Perry. LSU this year is like top 15, top 20, you know, maybe top 25. I mean, they're not, you know, their defense is just horrendous. So when you look at it, like the prism of the 2014 versus the 2023 LSU, look, Bama's a way better win. I'm not from Alabama, though. And for me personally, you know, <laughs> my dad went to LSU and I grew up going to games down there and I worked for ESPN Baton Rouge and all my relationships are there. And I have to, I have to eat it. Every time we lose to them, which is about – it seems like we lose probably about three out of four. Yeah. I have to – I'm the first Ole Miss fan that has to hear about it all the time. Mm-hmm. So, beating them, there's nothing that brings more joy into my life than beating them in heart-stopping, gut-wrenching fashion and then just getting on Twitter and watching that just melts. Yeah. Watching Steve Bob and Matt and I watch that whiskey and wine T. Bob oh, Avery, this is a loss we're going to think about for years and years and years and years. Feed it to me, yeah. Just, just I can't get enough of it. Uh, those those so,
0: salty tears are what sustains. Oh, no,
1: it's what life's about. It's the best. And so, uh, so yeah, just like on a personal level, beating LSU in a heart stopper like that's my favorite. Um, and you know, just happy for the team. Really happy for the offensive line because the amount of heat that they took going in. Uh, you know, when you look at that game because. I mean, like, you got to look at uh, Dart, obviously, played just a fa- fantastic game. Yeah. Judkins got going with 177. You know, Bentley, you know, Trey Harris is obviously his injury almost showed his value more than when he plays because look how different the offense is when he's healthy. But the defensive line's a story because they were just taking so much heat after Tulane and after Bama and they stepped deserved, up.
0: Deserved, but yeah, deserved heat. They were, they yeah, were oh, no
1: doubt. And, uh, you know, it's funny. Like, I just like LSU, like, what happened to their defense? You know, it's kind of funny to see. Um, But you called
0: this too, because uh, you said going in, this secondary was exploitable. And, yes, it's obvious when you read it on paper. It's the the number 115-ranked pass defense in the country. But it was – I think what stuck with me is you said transfers from uh, southeastern Louisiana. Yeah, McNeese. And that's how it kind of played out. But, you know, I think what's most important, you know, for this Ole Miss football team is you had to get that one. We, it, we were living in hypothetical with Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss in big wins. I mean, they just – you could argue that Tennessee at Tennessee with Matt Corral was a big win, the signature win. You could argue that beating Kentucky when you did, when they were ranked, was a big win at home. But that proved that the Kentucky wasn't very good. You needed one of those wins that people can point to. And yeah, it's not 2014 Ole Miss Alabama. But I would argue in the modern era that was one of the most, when you take everything together, consequential wins. What it means for Lane Kiffin moving forward, he had to have one of these on the resume, and he got one because this LSU team is going to win eight, nine games. If they win nine, it'll be just the second team or the second time in 21 games for Lane Kiffin matched up against a nine-win or better team to come out on top. So I think it's significant for him, just for what his Ole Miss career has been to this point in validation for all. The kind of talk. I think it was I just thought it was such a consequential win. And the way they did it was all did it, it was awesome.
1: So we got an interesting situation in this SEC West now. All right. Lane and Ole Miss. Lane, set what, 17 and two in his last 19 in Oxford now. Something yeah. like that. Going back on since 2021, I mean Ole Miss is winning their home games now. And you know, gotta give a huge like you grew up going to Ole Miss games. I've been going for 20 something years. Just huge shout out to what they built for that atmosphere at the vault. Like like look like like I was talking, like I obviously you know have a lot of LSU and Louisiana friends. Like one of my best friends and his wife came. He hadn't been to a game at Ole Miss since Ole Miss, Florida, when they beat Grossman in like two thousand two. And there, he always I used to the co-
0: feel for that one. I was yeah, but he's him. always
1: kind of like you know like like Oxford, like the Grove Stadium atmospheres, yeah. whatever. He walked out of that game and he was like Oxford's grown up. He was like I never thought I'd see an atmosphere that electric in that stadium and. You know, there was like this vibe of, uh, you know, you're a live music guy too. It it reminded me of going to like a Red Rocks concert where it was like the first set was like daylight and it was like pleasant, upbeat, you know, like up-tempo fun, but like not dark and gritty. And then it got dark at halftime and it got freaking wild (laughs) in the second half after it got dark. And it kind of had that vibe to it. And what they've done with the speakers and the lights and the energy and Dude, I was just very proud. I'm so proud of everybody that's done it. Shout out to my—I know he's no longer with the Ole Miss, but my guy Paris Buchanan, I know had a ton to do with that the last few years. Yeah, he, uh, he
0: ran off to Auburn and abandoned us. Dude, he's gonna—he's
1: gonna be—he's hey, gonna be, got a bye uh-huh. week in Auburn. I talked to him. Yeah. He'll be in—he he said he's gonna be in the Ole Miss stands as a fan for the first time since college weekends. So I'm trying to go with him, um, but just—just just seeing the evolution of the game day, like an atmosphere like that in Oxford, you just can't take that for granted. I thought it was incredible. I mean, it was just, dude, it was spectacular. Well, and now- and
0: like I said, like people were talking about, obviously, and they should, the uh, rushing the field, which doesn't matter to me. Rush the field if you want to. Always pays the fine. You got the win. That's the most important thing. But the throwing stuff on the field, like if you eliminate that, ask all that stupidity, like you're not helping anything. I get why you want to throw stuff. Yeah, like no, you, no, It's no it's good. It's like a toddler throwing a fit. I've got two daughters. I, I understand why you feel like the compulsion to throw something on the field. But – all it does is cost your uh, program money, so just don't do that. If you ask that, and I think I said this on Twitter, but like that can be Ole Miss football, the Ole Miss football experience every home Saturday from this point forward. I mean, I think you've you've gotten to this point where Ole Miss looks like it's ready for time and now you've got the results to back it up. You know what I mean? And it's from well, the
1: students. The student section's been like that all year, which is awesome. I love that yeah. they're packing it. And, uh, you know, I'm and I'm, I'm thrilled. So, I said for this week, I said if we beat LSU, I might come back for Arkansas. We did, and it's a night game. So, I'm coming back. Let's and, go. Uh, yeah, I'm coming back. It's going to be a lot of stuff to get to with this one, though. Uh, man, you know, look, Ole Miss is an 11-and-a-half point favorite. There's not a chance in hell I'm taking Ole Miss laying the points here. This This series, it's funny how history repeats itself in these matchups. Like, you kind of see similar stuff like – that old Miss LSU game was actually just like the 2020 game with the final score is almost the same. Remember, we lost in the rain 55 to 50? This was 55 49. This mm-hmm. was almost the same game, and we were up in that one, and they came back late. It was almost like weird how history repeats, you know? Yeah. Arkansas series, we always get smoked in Fayetteville. It's our graveyard. The <laughs> Oxford games come down to the gun. We saw 2015. We saw two years ago, we beat them 53 52. Look. I know Arkansas's lost three in a row. I get all that. I went to Arkansas LSU two weeks ago. 34-31. LSU wins the gun. Went to LSU Ole Miss. We saw that last week. This is the trilogy of that. This thing's going to be a dogfight. KJ Jefferson is going to play a hell of a game. He's from obviously North Mississippi. He's from North Mississippi. He's going to make it tough. He, wanted
0: the, he wanted the Ole Miss offer Phil Longo. Waited too long. Offered yeah. him late. And he is, and I'm not saying he's owned Ole Miss, but if you look at the stats, he's kind of owned Ole Miss. Which yeah, no, there.
1: it's this one's gonna be. I, I mean, I know Arkansas's deep almost is a way better team. I'm not saying yes. we're not. This thing's gonna be a dog fight to the end. You look at Ole Miss, you go through wars against Bama, the Hive, and LSU win. Now you're playing an Arkansas team that always fights us extremely hard, and then you also factor in. I don't like that it's a 40 degree weather game because Arkansas, that's always been a problem against them. Playing them in cold weather, they're mm-hmm. used to that a lot more than we are up in Fayetteville. I'm not saying that's an excuse; it's just part of it, but. I just think this is a game you gotta survive by one point by any means necessary. I'm not laying a cent on the point spread. I just want Ole Miss to survive in advance. If you win here, you get in your bye week with one loss and you got it all in front of you. So just win ball costs.
0: We said this before the year started. I don't know if we did it, you know, for the pot or whatever, but you and I talked about this before. This is a stretch where just go two and one. Just go two and one and everything is in front of you. Well, now you have that opportunity. We were kind of concerned after Alabama what the red flags seemed to show after Alabama and it, Made you question whether or not they would go one and two in this three-game stretch, but now that it's in front of you, and yes, granted KJ Jefferson's great, just go win this one. You know what I mean? Like I'm with you. Is he complete about? It's the result and nothing else. I don't care how. Oh it yeah. Works. None of that matters. Uh, I still am haunted by the ideas of fourth and twenty-five. I was standing. Oh, there dude, I, this- yeah. Yes. And yeah. for me, even seven overtimes back with Eli, man, in 2000. Me too. I was at that too. Me, oh, too. I believe me And my dad was a notorious, like, leave game early guy because he would get mad and say, we're leaving, and we'd march out. We marched in and out, I swear to God, after every overtime. It was seven times. We went out and bought him, went back in. So, like, this freaking series is always weird. It's it's batshit insane. So for us, yeah, get the get the result, man. Just that's all. No, no about. doubt.
1: And KJ, yeah, I just think that people, this is not one to take for granted in the least. And then for our students and fans, I think the atmosphere should be electric off last week. Uh, I know it's gonna be a little colder, but I'm showing up. I'm getting rowdy as hell for this one. I know how much this one means for the program, and like, I, it's all in front of us. And then, like, I want to talk about for a second about the SEC West situation. Ben, I think we're looking at one of those years where nobody's good enough to win on the road and everybody's just going to win home games because nobody's great. And what you're seeing is the path to winning it is win all your home games and just try to steal a couple on the road. Uh, I think everybody's going to struggle with it. I think Alabama's – I actually think a- A&M's going to get Alabama and Tuscaloosa on Saturday. I do, too. They put that line out at Bama by two and a half, mm-hmm. which is the yeah. same rat line I preached about last week when LSU was – absolutely just, right about it. Like, I'm texting it's you. It's ratty again. a going to get them, dude. It's, I'm yeah. telling you. And what I think's coming in this West is you're looking at – you know, LSU wanted it six and two last year uh, with all the tiebreakers, and I think mm-hmm. six and two with tiebreakers is going to get it done this year. The path is – you go four and oh at home. Like old Miss's chance. The path is you win off you gotta beat Arkansas, you gotta beat A and M. And then you win the Auburn in the state games. God, the and you're gonna have a shot at six and two. But I don't wanna like I hate the to even... are
0: We old miss stories right themselves though. Like yeah. it's all set up. All you gotta do is beat Hugh Freeze's Auburn and Oh, no, that's and gonna be driver. murder.
1: Dude, the egg Bowl's murder. Even though state sucks, that's tough, dude. Suck. You know but it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter if they suck. But it's... none of that matters. This week you gotta beat Arkansas and K J Jefferson and it's gonna be tough, so you but
0: think they're going to, though? You think they're going to? I think out?
1: Ole Miss wins. I think it's going to be tough as nails. I think we win some like 38, 35, just some down to the end. We gut it out, is what I think happens. Um, I think it's going to be very, very difficult back and forth game. I think KJ Jefferson is going to play his ass off. And uh, the over under 63 and a half, that looks a touch too low. Uh, I, think low. It's going to, I think it's going to get kind of off the rails. I don't know if it's going to get in the 50s again, especially in the cold weather. But I think, uh, yeah, I think Ole Miss and over, or Not like I think I, like, I lean the over at 63-and-a-half. I just think it's gonna be wild. I don't. Yeah, it's gonna be tough, dude. I mean, I'm ne- I'm nervous about it going in for sure. Yeah, it's just, I, it I all, dude, it's the Arkansas, the it's Arkansas game's to. always like this, no matter what.
0: Ole Miss football is happening. The Chris Beard era right around the corner. A retooled Ole Miss baseball, not long removed from its 2022 national championship, the first ever for the program, is ready for a rebound in 2024. Have you gotten your tickets? There are plenty available for all sports. Single game tickets for football available now, as are season tickets for basketball. And baseball season tickets go on sale starting in October. And you can also get tickets right now for the throwback game in the Tad Pad. They're still available, including VIP packages. But they're going fast, and you don't want to miss out. Don't miss any of your Rebels in action this season. Visit www.oldmistix.com. That's www.oldmistix.com. Or you can give them a call at 662-915-7159. That's 662-915-7159 for the Ole Miss Athletic Foundation, a proud sponsor of the flagship and the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. The signs of summer are here. Freshly mowed grass, days in the water at the ballpark, and all the rest on the golf course. and concert season is all about the boots. Already, Oxford and Ole Miss have seen Morgan Wallen lighted up at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Ole Miss football star and Talk of Champions podcaster Jared Ivey bemoaned how his boots were lacking. He should have gone with Tecovis, the only stop for the Ole Miss fan and the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings for the spring and summer, including timeless, always-on-trend styles in men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit ufyofficialcom slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Ufy Video Lock, a proud sponsor of this, the Talk of Champions Podcast Network.
1: Hi, this is Kevin Kessinger, former Ole Miss baseball player, son of Ole Miss Hall of Famer Don Kessinger, and dad to Ole Miss All-American shortstop Gray Kessinger, and your local community banker with BNA Bank. BNA Bank has invested 125 years in our communities, and we know the needs of North Mississippi businesses better than anyone. As a commercial lender with BNA Bank,
0: my priority is Oxford, and I'd love to help you and your business with any lending needs. Visit www.bnabank.com to learn more. BNA Bank, local, invested, modern banking. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. The car buying process can be a lot. I know. I've been there. You just want to get in and out with a new car and the best deal. Simple. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford keeps it simple. They're going to take care of you, get you in and out with your new vehicle with a great deal. Their inventory right now is priced to sell and what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from any and all competitors. Is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Alan Samuels, let's be friends. Uh, What other games this weekend have your attention?
1: Well, that that BAM A&M is uh, obviously for the West stuff. Uh, I want to see, what do you expect out of LSU at Missouri? 11 a.m. kickoff. They're
0: They're winning that game.
1: You think? But, like, anytime your defense is in the 120s, you're kind of vulnerable. You know what I mean? And that's an 11 a.m. kick after you get gutted like that. You got a team that had national title hopes that already has two losses. This is where Brian Kelly better earn the money. They better be ready for this one because Missouri just beat K-State two weeks ago. It's a huge deal for them. I mean, they're obviously LSU's more talented, but I'm real curious. Like, are we going to see a focused LSU, you know, bouncing back or are they going to be gutted from last week? It's a it's a very weird one. I mean, I feel like you're going to find out a lot about them.
0: I feel like that matchup could play out just like Ole Miss, but LSU will come out on top because Jaden Daniels is that good. Jaden Daniels, in my opinion, is at worst Teddy Bridgewater in the NFL. So I, I, I love Jaden Daniels. I think he's awesome. So I don't. Oh, think dude,
1: like the that. LSU hate on Daniels. I tweeted about oh, that man. last week. Like, dude, I mean, he's, he's making NFL throws. They had 600 yards lost. I mean, I mean like they
0: a- dominate. I mean, the, and the thing is, is on two of those, at least two that I remember. Uh, to Brian Turner. I mean, both of them were NFL throws. There's nothing. DeAndre Prince was in coverage on one of them. Perfect coverage. Just sometimes you get beat by a good throw and a good catch. And I mean, Jaden Daniels made those plays, you know.
1: I, I just wonder, like, what T-Bob Haber said, it's like, what's the LSU locker room, like, after that game? Your offense scored as 600 yards. And, yep. and like, do, do you think, like, the offense just, like, wanted, like, like just looks mm. at the defense just to shame? Like, all you had to do was one stop. We put up <laughs> They put up 49, they put up 49 points, yeah. 600 yards. They
0: were up 49 to 40. Couldn't get a one stop.
1: I mean, I just would love to see it. I just know how mad they had to be. Oh, they were up
0: 49 to 40 with eight minutes left.
1: Also, Kentucky George is interesting. Look, I is actually. Georgia think, good. All right, what Georgia is is this. Why in God's name did they think hiring Mike Bobo to be their offensive coordinator would work? Who cares? Yeah. He played quarterback there. I know his legacy. he hadn't been good anywhere. He stunk when he was a Colorado state coach. He wasn't a good OC at South Carolina. He hadn't been a good
0: like it, what what up? made them. It's, think like, 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 hey, it's like Brian. Man, it's like
1: my... it's like Brian Schottenheimer in the NFL. He, it's he, exactly like... like that. That is a perfect comparison. Yeah. It's like these dudes get in the coaching fraternity and get jobs for life because they're connected and stuff. Yeah. But like Todd Monkin was super elite elite. And uh, you know, we saw what he did. Look what he did, at Southern Miss and now he's at the Ravens. You go from him to Bobo. Uh, but I actually think Kentucky might be a trap this week. Everybody's jumping on the wagon. I was on them against Florida last week. But now everybody's, like, talking about Georgia struggling and barely winning. I actually think you might see a good Georgia effort this week at home. Yeah, I kind of think,
0: think – I think they're going to beat the brakes. Yeah,
1: I kind of my instincts are saying that this isn't the week. I think everybody's too much – like, the public's too much on this Kentucky hype this week. So, I think you're looking you at – You know it a,
0: what's the week for Georgia, Ben? oh
1: uh, man Well, hopefully November 11th. But that's going to be –
0: Ole Miss, we'll see. I'm, I'm putting my flag down. Oh, Always it's
1: gonna be tough if it was in Oxford, maybe. Like I said, that's just true. winning on you the did road. He did
0: say to start, no winning on the road, and it's Athens.
1: just the winning on the roads what's getting these people in the sec right now. Yeah, so you those are, goal are goal kind of the big win. ones I'm looking at this week.
0: So, if you had to pick who's gonna make it to the sec championship game right now,
1: god, I, I mean, I... that's what I'm saying. I want you to say, all I know, I know, I know, I know, I don't know. Uh. I mean, because I think a and is going to beat Bama this week. I really do. And a going to – I'm trying end- to
0: not talk – like, it, it's the old Ole Miss hurt with you and me, man. So, I'm asking you as a friend, not as Ben Mintz from Barstool Sports. I'm asking you as my friend, Mincy. all right? Is Ole Miss right now every bit the, the SEC West contender and or favorite? I don't know Alabama, about I ain't saying LSU? Favorite. Why
1: not? Who is? I mean, Bama, I just you still got to say Bama's ahead of us after what they did yeah. to
0: us. Yeah, they got the top. Uh
1: he did you definitely the A&M thing is is very interesting, though, okay? And here's what I want to say about AM. They actually like because last year they couldn't score. They got it right with the Bobby Petrino higher. Their offense, even in the Miami game where their defense cratered, their offense is playing better. I know they lost Wegman, but Max Johnson kind of coming back from the dead here a little bit the last couple weeks. He looked really good against Auburn. It looked really good against Arkansas. It's just all can DJ Durk and get that defense decent, but if A and M beats Bama, which I think is going to happen, you got to put them in this conversation. You really do. I cannot
0: believe Bobby Petrino, the hire of Bobby Petrino in two thousand twenty three as offensive coordinator, turned out to be right. I dogged that all offseason. and it's now still. I, th- early I
1: didn't know if Jimbo would be able to give him the power. Like I thought, like yeah. the boosters obviously said, you got to do this because the offense stinks, and we're paying you a fortune. But, like, Jimbo seems like such a power-hungry guy. I didn't know if he'd have the ego to let Petrino actually call the plays, and I thought mm-hmm. it might be a fight, but he's doing it. And even when they lost to Miami, it wasn't because of the offense. It was because, I mean, they got Van Dyke torched him. Yeah, because so, say what you want
0: well, to about Bobby Petrino. Um, he's still one of the better offensive Oh, well, no doubt
1: about it. No, no doubt about it. So, you know, I, I think A&M, if they beat Bama, you got to start taking them a little more seriously.
0: Just drink the Kool Aid with me, Mincy. Just no, say- I think
1: it's possible. Like I said, okay. I think, but we look. I don't want to look anything past Saturday against North. I just know how this Arkansas series. I
0: know is. So you. are yeah, right. You know
1: what, man? Yeah. Let's have this talk during the bye week you're next right. week. How you're about right. that?
0: You're right. Uh, before I let you go, you're four playoff teams right now.
1: Oh man. Okay. Um, four playoff teams right now.
0: Will the SEC be, rep- be represented?
1: Yes, the winner of the SEC championship. It may have two losses, but it's going to get in. You're going to get the winner of the SEC. You're going to get the winner of the Big Ten, whether it's Ohio State, Michigan, or Penn State. Still, it's hard to tell because Michigan's played nobody. But I still think you can give them the benefit of the doubt because they beat Ohio State the last two years, and they got Ohio State at home this year. Uh, at Penn State's going to be tough for them, though. That'll be kind of the one uh, that decides that. I think you you give Florida State the benefit of the doubt in ACC, but they're still vulnerable. They're vulnerable. They're good, but I don't know if they're, like, unstoppable. So, I'll say the winner of the ACC, the winner of the Big Ten, the winner of the SEC in that fourth spot, man. You know, we'll find out about Texas against Oklahoma this week. And then the Pac-12's got tons of teams that are, you know, Washington, a lot of teams that look worthy. But I think they're going to all beat each other up, man. I think that there's a lot of depth in that conference and nobody's getting out uh, with, with one loss. And so, and here's a crazy take that people are going to laugh their ass off at. But I – I, 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 I think nobody will ever take them seriously because they, they blow it every year. But I sort of think North Carolina might win the ACC this year. And they're 150-1, to one, dude. Their defensive I would take line. That.
0: Yeah, I would take that. But
1: the only reason I'm saying it is because they Great never May. have a defense. No, no, listen. They oh. never have a defense. But their defensive line had nine sacks against South Carolina, and I think their defense is actually better this year. So I think that they, like, have a shot. And nobody's seeing it. I don't think they can win the national title, but I think they might could get in that ACC title game and possibly sneak one on Florida State. It wouldn't shock me.
0: Yeah, I, I'm not like. That's a
1: wild take. No one, everybody's going to laugh. I know.
0: But, I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing mainly because dude, I don't Drake want,
1: May's freaking good.
0: It's all on their defense. I, I need eat. Florida State not to. I need Florida State to lose only because watching Keon Cole be awesome for a national oh, title contender.
1: Oh, it's tough, dude. All but right, uh, who,
0: if you had to pick right now who, who's like, who wins the national championship and who wins the Heisman. Give me the two.
1: Oh, man, it's so – god dang. National champion, go.
0: Don't think about it. You're thinking about it. No, I know.
1: It's that hard this year. Uh, I'm going Florida State. Rick, Really? I just right, said right. North Carolina might get him and then I pick Florida. Dude, that's very hypocritical. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, that's how little I know about who's going to win it. How about yeah, that? Yeah, me
0: too. Uh, who wins the Heisman? I think Michael Penix is the leader. Even though I, I think
1: Penix don't. is the leader. He's unbelievable. Uh, hey, and I, I kind of right. think if it's close, though, if he, they'll give it to him over Caleb Williams. Caleb see, Williams. I hate
0: that. I want to see a back-to-back Heisman winner.
1: I know, <laughs> I know. I know. I know.
0: He's Ben Mince of Barstool Sports. He's my friend. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate it's you. It's
1: be a great Saturday in Oxford. Thank you.